hello. This is Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. And today's episode is really for my skincare enthusiasts, those of us, including myself, that are on a quest to get the very best skin of our lives. Now, here's what I've observed. When you are looking to perfect your skincare routine, it is so much more about the ingredients that you use and the frequency at which you use them than specific products. You start going beyond, oh, I need to have this moisturizer or I need to buy the latest thing into, I know the exact mix of azelaic acid, niacinamide, vitamin C, retinol that I need to perfect my skin. And the more you understand what skincare concerns can be addressed by which ingredients, the better you'll be on your skincare journey. That is why I was so excited to speak to Desiree Stordahl, who is an education expert. She's been at Paula's Choice for so many years. And what Desiree is amazing at is taking these somewhat complicated skincare concepts and breaking them down into a way that's very understandable so that you can better tailor your skincare routine to your specific concerns. So in this conversation, we go through everything from hyperpigmentation, texture, fine lines, dryness, acne, and we really get to the heart of which ingredients are best to address those problem areas. And of course, Desiree is with Paula's Choice and Paula's Choice has fabulous products, but no matter where you're buying your skincare, you should know what these ingredients do and how they address your skin. That's really the point of this conversation. I know you all are going to find so, so much value in it. So whether you are at the beginning of your skincare journey and trying to figure out which type of products you need, or you're looking to really streamline your skincare routine, you feel like you already know what you're doing for the most part, but you want a better understanding of which ingredients do what for your skin, or if you're looking to brush up on which ingredients can do what for your skin, this episode is for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love Naked Beauty, make sure to rate and subscribe, share on social. We're at Naked Beauty Planet, and I've linked all of the fabulous products discussed today in my shop, my shelf, which is in the show notes. Thank you, and let's get into this conversation with Desiree. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Desiree Stordahl, welcome back to Naked Beauty. Such a pleasure to chat with you again. It's so nice to be back on. It's been a few years, but I've gotten to chat with you in person a few times since then. So I know. I know that LA event was so much fun. I love talking to you about skincare because... One, you haven't always had perfect skin. So there's a journey there, something, you know, you've overcome. Tell me a little bit about your skincare journey. Yeah, I would even back it up by saying I still don't have perfect skin. um, But what I know how to do now is obviously how to manage it. So my skin struggles started at puberty. I got hit with acne and that was really my source of insecurity. And so that's where my skincare journey began. And I tried everything under the sun. Unfortunately, 
what I was trying was damaging my skin. So I was using products just loaded with alcohol that were totally stripping my skin. I thought if I could dry up a pimple, my problems were solved. I didn't realize that that was actually making the problem much worse and inflaming the acne more. And not only that, but then I was left with this like dry, dehydrated, flaky skin that was red and sensitized and compromised. So that was a rough beginning, but obviously along the way, I learned more and more and more. And then, well, one of the really troublesome things that I started doing that wasn't a a learning that was so great was I started using tanning as a way to try to cover up my acne. So this was like the late 90s, early 2000s. So that set my skin on the path of destruction. And, you know, obviously there's a lot that you can do to kind of help repair those past signs of sun damage, but only so far, right? Skincare can only take you so far. So there's a lot of damage that can't be undone, unfortunately, but we always, once we know better, we do better. Better and learn better. So those were kind of my my rough beginnings of skincare. And then since then, it was really about digging into the research and finding out what ingredients really could help and what could help with the acne, what could help with the past sun damage, and what I could really be doing from a preventative measure from here on out. It took until my mid-20s to get there, so it was a long journey and a painful one at times, but I'm so glad to be where I am today. And you have incredible skin now. I don't know why you're saying you haven't figured it out. Clearly you have, but you know what? I think it's so important to hear this because no matter what your skin is going through, you can take those experiences, those learning experiences and opportunities to understand what your skin needs and what it responds to. So having problem areas, like when I get a pimple, sometimes I get excited because I'm like, ooh, now I get to test and see what's really going to work to get this to go down. Only somebody who does not struggle with acne would say that, but definitely. Okay, fair, fair. (laughs) That is totally fair. Well, you also have such an amazing ability to distill complicated skincare concepts into a way that's easy to understand for people. I think a lot of people are overwhelmed by the amount of skincare knowledge that's out there, by the amount of products that are out there. And it feels like every week there's a new thing that we must be integrating into our routine, a new layering technique, a new essence, a new toner, a new serum. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Now, do you have examples from your personal life about how you've been able to demystify skincare for people and just break it down for them in a way that it doesn't feel so intimidating? Yeah, I would say, first of all, just start with the basics. So two things I tell people right off the bat, if they don't want to get into the nitty gritty and they don't want to get into the complicated side of skincare, and I can understand why that can be overwhelming, start with sun protection. So the number one thing to keep in mind is sun exposure, UV damage is the number one thing that's going to age your skin. So if you do nothing else, at least do that. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that if you're going to do everything else, that you are going to, you know, use all the serums and essences and boosters and treatments out there, but you're not being good about your sun protection, you're kind of throwing your money away because that sun damage undoes all the hard work those other great ingredients and great products are doing. So if I cannot get it through to somebody on anything else, it's just sun protection, start there. And then usually from there, we can get them to, you know, be washing their face, use a cleanser and move through all the other steps. But it really starts with sun protection. Yes. I always say the three things, if you wash your face, put on moisturizer at night and put on sunscreen, you're ahead of the game. Like those three things are like where you've got to start. Yes, I agree. And that's also why it's so important that people find a sunscreen that they like using every single day because 
it's only going to work if you use it frequently. It can't be something that you just use at the beach or just sometimes, or I think a lot of people don't even understand that when it's overcast, you still need sunscreen. Yeah, when it's overcast and even, you know, a lot of us working from home, you might think, okay, I don't need to wear sunscreen because I'm indoors all day. Well, A, you're probably going outside at least once during the day. So you are still getting out in the sun. And B, those exposure, the, the UV rays do get through windows, the rays that can cause sun damage to your skin. So you still do need to be using sun protection even on in, indoor days. Just, you know, make sure that you're finding something that you love, like you said. And sometimes it can be like if somebody bought a really expensive sun screen they only want to use a little bit of it because they're right. kind of trying to stretch how long they have that product and that's not doing your skin any justice you really got to be applying it liberally absolutely now sunscreen you mentioned aging there's also melanoma skin cancer which is another thing that it doesn't seem to push people as much as the signs of aging do but also hyperpigmentation hyperpigmentation is a really stubborn skin issue and it takes a number of ingredients to address hyperpigmentation but one of the best things you can do for hyperpigmentation is spf right spf definitely that's going to be your preventative measure that's going to make sure that if you already do have some sort of dark dark spots, hyperpigmentation, uneven tone, it'll help it from stopping to get any worse. Obviously, if those spots are already there, then you're going to need other types of ingredients to help reverse that and fade those. But yes, sun protection is crucial to the game of getting rid of those dark spots. Absolutely. Well, today's episode is all about holy grail skincare ingredients. What are the ingredients you need to have your best skin ever? Now, of course, there are injectables and all sorts of things that people do to enhance the appearance of their skin treatments. But I, for one, I I love a great skincare routine. There's just something about getting my skincare routine on point and knowing that I'm using good ingredients, that feels so satisfying, almost more satisfying than getting some sort of fancy treatment in an office. Yeah, I would agree. And it, it's really, you know, I, I think about it from the standpoint of like, sometimes they're not mutually exclusive. Sometimes it's really about, okay, finding the procedures that you may need if you want to go that extra step, say your skincare is only getting you to point, you know, B right here, and you want to get it all the way up to point C. So it's about finding the right marriage between that skincare routine and then those in-office things you want to try. But if you don't want to try anything in office, that's great too. Skincare can take you a long way. And that's where we can bring in the holy grail ingredients that are really going to give you big bang for your butt. Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to give you a skincare concern and then I want you to tell me the best ingredient to tackle it. I did a recent poll on Naked Beauty Planet where I asked people like, tell me your skin concerns and I'll try to recommend a product for you. But I also think it's actually interesting to think about ingredients rather than products. I think one of the things that Paula's Choice has done has made us so much more aware of specific skincare ingredients because you have your incredible boosters, which has been such an education for me. So I'm going to give you a skin issue and then you tell me the right ingredient to address it. Sounds fine. Let's dive in. Okay. The first one is dull skin hyperpigmentation, whether that's post-acne scarring or just dark marks on your face. It could even be melasma and sun damage. I would go with vitamin C. So vitamin C is a potent antioxidant that goes in and it helps interrupt the free radical damage. It goes in and helps interrupt the enzymes that are going to be triggering that excess melanin production, that uneven tone. And when you think about it, vitamin C is actually a natural component of healthy young skin. So as we get older and environmental stressors start to uh, degrade, 
the natural supply we have in our skin, then that's when you see those signs of dark spot and the uneven tone, or even just your skin can take on a more dull tone. And that can happen really slowly. You may not realize that it's doing that, but then when you give your skin this wonderful supply of vitamin C back, it helps restore all youthful things again. It can also help with things like firmness and elasticity. So I don't want to pigeonhole vitamin C only into doing one thing, but I would say what it does really, really well is help with that sun damage, discolorations, the uneven tone. And how long do you have to be using vitamin C to start seeing results? I tell people, give it about eight weeks. It could be much sooner than that for some people. It really just depends on the severity of your skin concerns, the severity of your hyperpigmentation. But eight weeks is a pretty good benchmark. In some of the more stubborn cases, it might be more like 12 weeks. So don't give up if you don't see results overnight. Very few skincare products and skincare ingredients deliver results that quickly. And vitamin C is one of those that you need to play the long game to really see the best results. Yes, patience is so key when you are overhauling your skincare routine or adding in a new ingredient. You're not gonna see results very quickly. Like it's something that you have to see over time. I personally have seen a huge difference in the kind of overall luminosity of my skin, if you will, since integrating vitamin C. And you also have that vitamin see eye cream that I also love and think is so fabulous because sometimes it's hard to get vitamin C in certain products. So I love a product that you're using already, like a sunscreen with vitamin C or a serum that you can add into your existing moisturizer when an eye cream has vitamin C. I love that. Vitamin C is one of those really, really great ingredients that you can use it in all different types of skincare products. So just don't worry about, you know, thinking that you can only use one vitamin C product. You can use multiple. The next question, I think it's going to lead us to the holy grail of all holy grails, but fine lines, wrinkles, and just overall skin health. What is the best ingredient to improve that? So when it comes to those types of concerns, retinol and retinoids, those are really the OG gold standard skincare ingredients. Here, this answer from dermatologists. You'll look to the research and why retinol is so powerful is that it targets multiple pathways in skin and multiple areas that are triggering signs of aging or just skin issues in general. And it helps them function in a healthier manner. It helps the cells mature in a, in a better fashion. So you're really giving your skin in just this kind of fresh reset. Now, I will say that and say that it's not for everyone because not everyone's skin tolerates retinol and retinoids. One of the things you can do if you've had trouble with it in the past is start with a lower concentration. So our motto is go low and slow when you're new to retinol or retinoids. So that might mean like even something as low as a 0.1 concentration and then really just give your skin time to acclimate. So don't go in using it every single day of the week. You need to space it out when you're new to retinol or retinoids, using it just a couple times a week at the beginning and seeing how your skin is doing before moving on to more than that. Yes, I've heard a lot of people talk about this concept of purging, which I want to get into. But before we get into that, I'd love to better understand what is the difference between a retinol a retinol with an A and like retinoids because there's so many different types. And then there's some retinols that you can only get with a prescription like a tretinoin versus what you can buy at your local Sephora. Yeah, so retinol is the pure vitamin A molecule. So this is the, the type um, that probably has the most research behind it. There's like 70 plus years of research behind retinol, but then there are derivatives. So that would be like retinol, retinol propionate, other ingredients like that, that would be considered more of the retinoid umbrella. And really what all that means is that they take a different amount of conversion steps to 
convert into retinoic acid in skin, which is really the active form that retinol also breaks down into that really gives your skin all the magic working that it can do. So they each take that conversion step a little differently, but just keep in mind your retinol, retinol is vitamin A, and then the rest are basically derivatives of retinol. Got it. And is there a big difference in the efficacy of retinol when you're getting that kind of prescription strength versus a retinol that you can get from Paula's Choice? When we've looked at the research, you really can get pretty parallel results by using an over-the-counter, just, you know, a one strength concentration and compare it with prescription strength you get very similar efficacy. What you get better sometimes with over-the-counter, you know, that you don't buy with prescription is that in generally tends to tolerate it better. And you might also get a more cosmetically elegant formula. So it's something to experiment with. And of course, you have to weigh out the price and all the other pros and cons that I urge people to go the over-the-counter route, whether it's Paula's Choice or another brand before seeking out prescription um, and just see what that can do for their skin before they jump right into prescription because sometimes prescription really really sets people back in terms of the reactions that they have and then they get discouraged and never use it again. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing that I see all the time. I'm always on the skincare addiction Reddit and people talk about purging, right? So this like period when they first start using retinol of their skin getting a lot worse before it gets better. But then there's so many questions about how long should this period last? Am I actually just irritating my skin? So I like your point about the fact that when you're buying a more cosmetically elegant, to use your term, retinol, it often has moisturization and the other things that you need versus having to rely on, okay, I put my retinol in, now I have to sandwich it with a moisturizer on top so my skin doesn't get irritated. There's just like a lot less thinking about how you integrate it into your routine. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the really important things we do at Polish Choice is we always include very, very powerful soothing agents to really help offset what type of negative reactions some people experience from retinol. Which retinol do you use and how do you use it in your routine? Is this like every night, every other night? So I actually use our triple active, which has a retinoid in it. So it's not pure retinol. Um, I am one of those people who does have skin that is very sensitive to retinol. And with the triple active, I find that that middle tier percentage is really where my skin sweet spot is. I use it probably about three nights a week. Um, And again, that seems to be where my skin handles it really well without tipping the scales towards irritation. And I really feel like I've seen a a true visible improvement, which is hard to get at this point because I use, you know, I've got all these great products that I can use at, at my disposal. So to see improvement can be difficult when you're already using so many great things, but it really has helped the health of my skin and including uh, some of the hyperpigmentation issues that I've had. So that's another key area that can help with. Yes. Doesn't it also help to reduce breakouts? Yes, absolutely. Retinol has research behind that and retinoids have research behind them for that. I still find that for myself, I have to use the other anti-acne key fighting ingredients like BHA um, for truly stubborn pimples, some benzoyl peroxide, but it certainly can help. Yes. Okay. Next skincare issue is loss of collagen and firmness in your skin. So this is where peptides can step in to help. So peptides can be targeted for many different skin concerns. So, you know, loss of firmness, elasticity, collagen, things of that nature are just one of the areas that peptides can can help with. There are peptides that also help with other types of skin concerns. But if you're really honing in on this, it helps to check which peptides are in your product. So we have a tool on our website called our ingredient checker, and you can literally 
copy and paste an ingredient list. It will spit out an analysis and tell you whether those ingredients are good or bad, what they can do. So when it comes to peptide, rather than like try to write down a list of the top 12 peptides you should be looking for, I think it's easier to just kind of pop a product in and see if it can really do what it's saying it can do. And when it comes to our ingredient checker, we're using peer-reviewed published research to validate any information that we have in there. And we also have a science advisory board who looks over that to fact check everything. So it's a very reliable tool. Yes, I love that tool. I use it pretty much every time before I'm buying a skincare product. Ooh, we love to hear it. Yeah, it's just so easy to use. I like how it breaks down what's good, what's bad, what's neutral. Now, collagen is something that you start to lose as you get older, but when do you really start losing collagen in your skin? Oh, it's kind of depressing, but it starts in our 20s. And for women, when we enter the perimenopause, menopausal phase, then it really takes a dive um, as much as like a decline of 30% in those first few years of menopause. So that's certainly when you want to be doing more things to help bolster your skin's supply of collagen and just be doing everything you can to help keep it intact, help help stimulate it to as much of an extent as possible. Yes. I have also found that there are a lot of ingestible forms of collagen that are available on the market now, like these tabs that you can put in water so you can drink your collagen. Have you tried any of those? I actually do have a collagen supplement powder that I use. I'm not very religious about it, to be honest. So I can't say I'm the best with compliance on that. Um, But the research used to indicate that they couldn't be helpful. Then the research took a turn and did show that actually the collagen could get to the areas that it needs to get to and could help with skin concerns. And that research, I would say, came about probably in like the last seven years or so. So it's pretty significant and solid at this standpoint. I definitely have friends who take collagen supplements and think they see a difference. It's just one of those things that I wish I was better about, but I've kind of got a lot going on with skincare already. I know, I know. The the routine can become endless. The next skincare concern that I want to ask you about, I think is a tough one to address, but enlarged pores and kind of that like orange peel texture on the skin. Yes. So this is where niacinamide comes in. So niacinamide is a cell communicating ingredient, which can essentially go in and tell a pore that has become stretched, that has become enlarged. It can tell it to to go back to its normal shape and size. So that doesn't mean that the pore is going to completely close up and go away. That's impossible. And you also wouldn't want that, but it will certainly help return that pore back to its smaller shape and size. So what it looks like when it was functioning at a more healthy manner. And some of the ways that our pores get enlarged is, you know, if they are um, being filled up with gunk, with sebum, with dead skin, and that can stretch the pore lining or sun damage can also stretch the pore. And then just gravity, that's where that orange peel texture that some people describe, especially on the chin area, as your skin begins to sag, that pore also sags. And so it becomes a bit more misshapen. It looks a little bit larger. And really and truly that niacinamide can go in there and help with that. With this, I will say one caveat that if you have the enlarged pores that are because of pore congestion, then you also need to unclog them to really have the niacinamide uh, have the best benefit for minimizing those pores. So it's almost a two-pronged approach. But in terms of what that really key ingredient is, I would go with niacinamide. And you mentioned unclogging your pores before using the niacinamide. Can that be achieved by just a great cleanser? Do you need to do a mask? What really aids in that unclogging? So BHA 
which is beta hydroxy acid, also known as salicylic acid. So this is a chemical leave-on exfoliant that not only exfoliates the surface of skin, so those built-up dead skin cells that we don't even realize are there, but are trapping our skin, making it look more dull, causing, you know, texture issues. The BHA can, you know, get rid of that by breaking up the dead bonds of skin and helping it flop off and shed like it did when we were younger. But it also is oil soluble. So it can go in the pore and essentially get rid of that sebum, the dead skin, all the other facial debris, air pollution debris, everything else that's getting into our pores and essentially unclog it. And so your skin can uh, really be its most clear. Uh, The pores can go back to their normal size and everything is just going to look and feel smoother. Yes. And your BHA is legendary. Again, it's one of those products that I feel so good recommending to people that don't have BHA into their routine to try the Polish Choice BHA because I feel like people just see a really dramatic difference in a way that's very pleasing to them. And that really helps to address kind of like rough, flaky skin, right? Like if you want your skin texture to overall be smoother, what ingredients should you use to counteract that? Yeah. So BHA is certainly one of the great ingredients for that. You can also use an AHA. So first off, distinguishing between an AHA and a BHA and even a PHA. The AHAs and PHAs are more of your surface exfoliation. So just that dead skin on top, helping smooth everything out. And then, so that's really great if you just have like normal to dry skin, you don't have the acne or or congestion issues or blackheads. You can go the AHA or PHA route. But if you have any of the pore congestion, then you're going to want the BHA because it just takes that surface level exfoliation and just goes even further into the pore, like I was explaining earlier. You know, all three of those types of exfoliants work. And it's really up to you to kind of decide which is best for your skin concerns, your skin type. Yes. And also where you are in life, right? Because not all exfoliants, not all chemical exfoliants are pregnancy safe. When you are pregnant, what can you use and what should you avoid between AHA, BHA, and PHA? Well, first off, we always recommend consulting with your personal physician for you know, any of those types of questions. But generally speaking, with BHA 2% or less, you should be fine with. But again, check with your doctor. And then AHAs, again, sticking to lower concentrations, I would recommend. But check with your physician and always follow their recommendation on percentages and which types you can use. And how often should you be using these products? Because I know over exfoliation has been a big culprit in terms of people damaging their skin barrier, which we do not want to do. How do you recommend people integrate these acids into their routine? It's very similar to the approach that I was talking about with retinol, where it's good to start slowly. So introducing it, you know, just two to three times that first week that you're using a chemical exfoliant like AHA or BHA. And I would say the other reminder is to make sure that the formula you're using does have things like soothing agents in it and it's gently formulated. It also needs to be formulated within the correct pH, not only for it to effectively work, but also to make sure it's not on either end of the scale that's going to set your skin into irritation. You want to make sure the formula is alcohol-free. So some exfoliants out in the market that are chemical exfoliants do have alcohol in the formula. And so that's where we've seen issues with people really destroying their skin barrier. All that said, as long as you're, you know, making sure you're taking all of those precautions and using a well-formulated product, then determining how often to use it is really up to your skin concerns and up to your skin's tolerance 
So I would say, you know, when people are struggling with acne, they may be in the camp that is going to need and want to use it two times a day. For other people where they're not struggling with this severe acne, you're probably not going to need it twice a day. You may not even need it once a day. I'm to the point where I usually use it about four to five times a week. And that's my skin sweet spot. That does a great job of keeping everything smooth. It doesn't set my skin into um, an overcompromised state. But there are other people who can use it a lot more often. It really just is up to your individual skin's tolerance. So we tell people, if you are noticing something like redness, or your skin feels more tight, or you, your skin feels or looks like it's flaking, then you want to scale back you know, temper back how often you're using it and kind of just listen to what your skin is telling you. Yes. And with all of these active ingredients, is there a great moisturizer that you recommend at night? Like I love a very occlusive moisturizer that's going to really lock everything in. So when I wake up, my skin doesn't feel dry, but it can be hard to find that magical moisturizer. Do you have one that you really love? From our Calm line, I do love the moisturizers within that line. And there's one for normal to dry skin and one for skin that's more on the oily end of the spectrum. So I think those are really, really great. They're going to be just the type of calming, soothing, loading your skin up with replenishing substances, types of moisturizers. But I also want to shout out for the fellow people like myself who have that extremely oily skin, you don't always have to reach for a moisturizer. So you can find a really great hydrating milky toner that gives you the same types of hydrating ingredients, but without a heavy occlusivity. So if you're on, you know, your end of the spectrum, you want that thicker, richer, more locking in type of texture. If you're on the end of the spectrum of my skin, then you might want something a lighter weight, something even like a gel or like I said, a liquid toner or milky toner. Interesting. Do you guys sell a milky toner? I don't know if I've seen that. We do. Within our Calm line, we do. And then we also have from our Resist Advanced Replenishing line and milky toner. And I love both of them. You know, that Calm line was really a lifesaver for me earlier this year. I had to get something kind of burned off of my face, which is, of course, very scary. And my dermatologist said, you have to use no, absolutely no fragrance in any of your products. You've got to do mineral sunscreen every day. And you want to make sure that everything you're using is super gentle and has no active. So I used that Calm cleanser. I used the moisturizer. I mean, it was really like, I feel like when your skin is having any issues or responding to any sort of skin wounds, it's so important just to like pair it back. Now, all of your products are fragrance free. So you can kind of choose amongst all of the fabulous products that you have. But I feel like that calm line when you're like really when your skin's really going through it, it served as such a great reset. Yeah. And we looked at the newest research in terms of ingredients that could really calm the inflammation and could also calm other side effects that come with that sensitive skin. So the itching or the burning that people can get or just that tight, uncomfortable feeling. We uh, really made sure to include ingredients that could target all of those things as well. So it was a, a very robust approach and took a lot of time to come to market because we wanted to get it just right. Well, uh, and, and you all seem to always get it, get it right. So let's say the person listening to this has all of the heavy hitting kind of fully grail ingredients. They've got their vitamin C, they've got a retinol, they've got peptides, niacinamide, they've got a great BHA they're using. How should they think about having a routine? Because you can have all of the right products that you have to be consistent in order to see results. I have my little hacks that I do to make sure that I do my skincare routine every morning and every night. But I'm curious what you've seen be helpful either for yourself or for other people in terms of sticking to their routine. I think in terms of sticking to your routine, sometimes it is helpful to separate out your products and alternate a bit so that you don't go into your skincare routine every night and look at an overwhelming amount of products. 
and and that can prevent somebody from doing that skincare routine. So uh, I always joke, do you remember the the day of the week underwear when you were a little kid, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? So I kind of treat some of my more heavy hitting skincare treatments as day of the week underwear. So I might use one on a Monday and another on a Tuesday. You don't have to use all of them all together all at once. And in fact, sometimes that can be too much for skin to, to handle. Your skin may do great with these treatments individually, but when you're combining everything all at once, it's just too much. And so I think the best hack is really just to kind of alternate, pick which nights. You can really, you don't have to go a hard and fast rule with like a Monday, Tuesday type of schedule, but just separating it out so that it doesn't feel like it's too much all at once. Yes. I actually have a beautiful little tray in my bathroom where I put my morning skincare routine out on that tray. And then once I'm done with it, I put it back into my vanity and then I put out my nighttime skincare routine in the morning so that I can just, it's just there. So when I brush my teeth and I'm getting ready for bed, it's already out on this beautiful tray. I love that. Incorporating some beauty into it. Yes, yes. And you are a parent like me. And I think it can be hard, you know, finding that time for yourself. I mean, for me, I over-prioritize it because I think it is so important to have that time for myself to pamper my skin. But is it something that you've struggled with in terms of even just carving out the time to do a full skincare routine? Those are the nights where I give myself the grace that it can be the cleanser. And for me, toner, the milky toner is an essential step. So it can be cleanser and toner. And I'm lucky if I get one other treatment step in on those types of nights. So I'm okay with it not being everything all the time. Um, And then when I have a bit more time, especially on the weekends, that's when I know I can go to town and do my little extra treatments and extra pampering steps and have more time to do it. So I really just try to give myself the grace that I don't have to be, you know, on target every single time, every single day. In the morning, SPF is the one non-negotiable. And I am the type of person who does wash morning and night. I, I do believe in a facial cleanser morning and night for my skin type, not necessarily everybody else's. So I do have my non-negotiables, but uh, the extra steps don't have to be every single day if that doesn't work for you. Yes, it's so important to have that shortcut so that it's not necessarily all or nothing, right? Like, okay, I can't use all five of these products tonight, so I'm not going to do my routine. Sometimes you just need to have your equivalent of like cleanse and moisturize, and that's all you can get done that night. Any final words of advice for people that are seeking to have their best skin ever by picking the right ingredients and developing a routine for themselves? I think one thing that I will say is instead of listening to whatever's trending on social media or wherever else you get your beauty news, listen to your skin. So don't think that you need to go out and chase every new ingredient that everybody else is talking about. Hone in on what skin concerns are important to you and then seek out the ingredients that can treat those. So don't just look for a product because everybody else says it's great. It may be great for their skin. It may not be addressing what your skin needs. So just pay attention to what your skin concerns are and take it from there. Such great advice, Desiree. And this is why I love talking to you. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom. I really appreciate the deep dive into these ingredients and what they can do for your skin. So helpful to hear it all broken down. Oh, so lovely to talk with you. Thanks. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, 
eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, I hope you learned as much as I did from this conversation and stay tuned because there's a bonus mini-sode, a deep, deep dive on vitamin C, one of the most essential skincare ingredients that you should have in your mix. You'll hear that later this week. Thank you so much for listening. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 